Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak. And as Stuff I Heard, let me tell you about some things that I heard this past week, because it's been kind of a big week. Uh, in women's college basketball, this is a big deal. Uh, Caitlin Clark, she's 22 years old, six foot tall, plays for Iowa, the uh, Hawkeyes. And she just eclipsed the most points ever by a woman in women's NCAA basketball. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, because she could very well break the record of all points ever scored by anyone, men or women, in college basketball. Uh, Currently, she has 3,569 points. She is 98 points away uh, from taking the title from Pistol Pete Maravich. Um, just above her right now is Antoine Davis. And uh, yeah, both of those records could easily topple. Um, <laughs> Iowa's having a pretty good year. They were ranked as high as second at one point, uh, but suffered a loss to Nebraska at Nebraska. Uh, I watched that game. They lost by three points. Aw, heartbreaker. Then turned around and beat up on Michigan. Uh, 106 to to 89. I looked at their schedule online. They have four games left through the end of the season. Um, the last game, Caitlin scored 49 points when she broke the record. She only had to get eight points to break the record, and she scored the first eight points of the game. The three-pointer that she took from the logo uh, was the one that got her the record. And then she continued to just keep scoring in the game. And good for her. It's exciting. Listen, it's exciting for any record to be broken because it's exceptional when you consider the amount of talent that's out there and the amount of uh, focus and execution and game film. I mean, it's not been a secret that she's been very powerful on the court. And so you would think that as a competitor going up against her, you would try your best to stop her from achieving this goal and she just wills it. So, you know, there's few moments in sports where you get to see someone uh, rise above what it is that are expected of normal people. Uh, athletes have this unique ability to overcome obstacles in ways that we often dream about. Us normies uh, live in our normal life who watch athletes pass us by in this elite status and we marvel at their ability and their focus and their drive. And when you see someone like her play, it is one of those rare talents where you're like, okay, you know, you figure your your average college basketball player, men or women, uh, they have classroom time, they have time with their friends, time with their families. Maybe they got a job on the side. Maybe they got research to do for their degree. Uh, also I got to go to practice cause I got this game coming up and coach says I need to do this, but you know, I got this other thing. And once in a while you get a talent that is just so laser focused on being competitive. And the fact that that culminates with natural ability and physical prowess, I mean, being six foot as a woman it's kind of a big deal. I mean, generally women are considered a shorter status than men. Uh, be, being a six-foot-tall woman and to be as athletically gifted as she is, uh, not just the gifts, but using those gifts in the right way. 
Um, she's been quoted before saying that her biggest desire is to be a positive role model for young girls to show them, Hey, you can do this too. I'm, I'm just, I just put my talents together with hard work and this is what's happening. Um, yeah, she, uh, (laughs) she grew up in Iowa, um, Des Moines area, her hometown of West Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, she was named the McDonald's All All American and rated fourth best player in her class by ESPN. Uh, back when she was coming out of high school, she was uh, <clears throat> destined to take this role. I heard it said last year, whenever uh, they were in the college playoffs and lost to LSU, um, that she was so good that she wanted to play on their um, team growing up. Uh, they didn't have a women's basketball team. So her dad had to go in front of the school board to get them approval for her to play on the men's team. And turned out she was one of the best players on the team. Her competitiveness is just right there where you would dream to write this as a character in a story. Um, and watching her play is, is just delightful. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I sound like an old man when I said the word delightful. It is delightful. She is. She's so impressive. So kudos to Caitlin Clark. Uh, I've seen where the, um, what's it called? The NIL, where they get paid now to do endorsement deals in college. Um, I'm glad that she's able to do that too. Uh, They say that she is the highest paid player in college basketball right now for women's college sports, and that's great. Um, She's definitely one of those characters that you could see being the next – person on your daily rotation of sponsoring something for whatever. Um, I'm not going to mention companies, but let's just say that uh, Patrick Mahomes better watch out because she's going to be sharing the stage with him. So (laughs) pretty cool. Um, I'm going to be watching as many games as I can. I brought up their schedule on my computer to see what they're going to be playing next. It looks like uh, this coming Thursday, February 22nd, they're going to be playing at Indiana. Um, The game should be on Peacock at 7 p.m. And then they're playing uh, next Sunday, the 25th, um, versus Illinois. That means they're at home. Uh, Tickets or games are going to be on FS1, Fox Sports 1. And then they've got... Minnesota, February 28th on a Wednesday on Peacock at 8 p.m. Um, did I say the Illinois game was at noon? It's at noon. Uh, and then they've got Senior Day, which is their final, I guess, regular season game, is the Sunday after that on March the 3rd, and that's going to be on Fox Sports uh, at noon. So that's their regular season game. And it looks like... Um, their Big Ten conference stuff is going to be after that. Uh, so, yeah, those games have not been announced yet. But I look to see Iowa in the Big Ten championship and possibly competing for a national championship. I mean, listen, South Carolina uh, girls, the uh, the USC Gamecocks, are undefeated so far. Um, they have a perfect season so far. Don Staley's putting on a clinic of how to coach women's basketball. I mean, she is year in and year out competing for a national championship. And this year, 
looks to be their best year. And listen, in a perfect scenario, I'm seeing Iowa versus the Gamecocks in the final two games or the final games. Uh, I don't know. LSU's in there too. They're going to get past LSU. Um, lots of good teams up there, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying watching Caitlin's story. So uh, go check it out. Um, see the highlights. They're all over every social media thing you can find right now because she's just doing something that is unprecedented. So good for her. All right, switching gears a little bit. Um, I uh, I watched a surprising movie um, that I. I'd heard it was out. This is one of those things where I'm, I guess I'm not on the pulse of whatever's going on because I didn't hear about this. I'm a Marvel movie fan. I like a good story. The thing about the Marvel stories is they were written in comic book form and they adhere to certain rules and, and have certain uh, things that they're trying to get across as the theme point, which is a lot of the writing that Hollywood needs is actually what was already done in comic books. And Miss Marvel is no different. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, all of the Marvels. Um, I didn't know much about Captain Marvel. I'd seen a comic book or two growing up, but I'd never read them. Um, I've enjoyed watching Brie Larson become Carol Danvers, Miss Mar- Captain Marvel. Um, very cool character. She's very diversified in her... Ability to portray strength, um, fragility, um, family, caring, um, being very strong and powerful all at the same time. And the movie, The Marvels, I guess came out at the theater and then now it's on Disney Plus. Uh, I didn't know it was at the theater. Not that I would have gone to the theater because, you know, like most of us, I'm broke. Um, it says that it says that their budget was two hundred and seventy four million. That's got to be backwards because it says gross. That's not a budget. Hmm. Those numbers may be upside down because it says box office is two oh six, but it's got budget. It's got a gross and net. So I don't think that's exactly right. I think they got those numbers wrong. Anyway, whatever. It costs a lot of money to make this movie. I hope they at least made their money back through Disney+. Plus. I got to tell you, um, I was weirdly surprised to see it on there. And I was like, wait, I know the Marvels. I've watched Captain Marvel. I've watched her and all of the MCU Universe stuff. And I've been watching uh, WandaVision. So I'm familiar with Maria Lambeau. Uh, being the the next uh, Marvel, uh, and then I've also watched Miss Marvel, the little TV show that was on Disney Plus with um, Eamon Vellani. Did I pronounce that right? I hope I pronounced that right. Um, <clears throat> listen, I saw it. I was like, let's hit play. Let's watch this thing. This 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 could be good, and it was. It was actually good. There was a lot of it that was. Uh, done for humor. Um, and thank goodness, because otherwise it would have been very, uh, boring. Uh, but the young lady, uh, 
Iman Malani, who plays Miss Marvel, stole the show for me. She was so delightful. She's 21, apparently. Um, she's going to be in the Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. I'm looking at this on Google right now. Um, she is delightful to watch, and she's funny. And it looks like she's going to propel the story forward because there was a little cutaway thing at the end. Spoiler alert. There's a little cutaway thing for her at the end where she's talking to Kate Bishop, uh, who is going to be the next Hawkeye, and she kind of mentions seeing Ant-Man's daughter. So there could be like a girl team-up thing with these younger ladies, which is great because they're all delightful. You know, and some people will say, oh, this is because Disney bought them and they're trying to make it all family-friendly. Okay, sure. But also, like, these comics were written for kids, for families. Um, it's supposed to help kids deal with real life concerns and worries and struggles and trials and tribulations. And, and this is just continuing to do that. I mean, you may put the bad guy in a weird suit and say, there's the bad guy, but it's done in a way so that it mirrors what's going on in your real life so that you can sort of see that, you know, under the right circumstances, good prevails. Uh, the bad guy may win for now, but we'll come back. It's all in this cycle of hope and teamwork and working together towards a goal to overcome the odds and that sort of thing. And listen, I like this. This is a lot of fun. This is a fun movie to watch. Um, now, I've read the reviews and I'm kind of amazed at how the reviews were written because people put in a lot of time writing these reviews for this. I, I don't know that I've ever read reviews before this lengthy. Everyone loved it for a different reason. It looks like, um, some people loved certain characters. Some people thought that, you know, the story was amazing the way it transitioned and showed this and showed that I'm reading some of these reviews and it sounds like a professor, somewhere wrote each one of these. I mean, it is pretty impressive. And I hope it's not like an AI thing of, hey, I need 200 AI reviews of the Marvels. I mean, because I guess that's kind of a thing that could happen now. But I read a lot of them. And I got to say, I even agree with a lot of them. The only downside reviews were people put like one or two stars and then they're trying to, you know, all it is is just a thing that automatically is trying to promote their business. And I'm like, eh, this is stupid. You can't even factor this in. But anyway, uh, the Marvels was a big surprise for me and I really enjoyed it. So if you, uh, if you want to watch something with your family that you're going to enjoy, you don't have to have any backstory. You can just watch it exactly like it is and it's enjoyable. So check it out. It's good for families. It's good for, it's good for you by yourself. I mean, I started watching it with my wife. She started watching TikToks and put in her earphones and I just kept watching it and I giggled and had a good time. So yeah, <laughs> the Marvels, check it out. All right. Um, then uh, <clears throat> Taylor Tomlinson, stand-up comedian, uh, has a new special on Netflix that came out this week called Have It All. And, you know, she's sort of dealing with the fact that she's 30 <laughs> and uh, having great success in life, but also not really able to have the thing that she wanted, which she thought she wanted, which is a family. And 
you know, she's like, it's one of those things where you, you really put all of your effort into something and you can have the thing that you put your effort into, but you're not going to have it all. It's very rare to have it all. And so she goes kind of in depth with this idea in, in this comedy special. And, um, I'm a big Taylor Tomlinson fan. Um, to me, her first Netflix special quarter life crisis is my, one of my favorites. Um, she's very talented. I would love to see her do comedy in person. Uh, but I really am enjoying her career and watching it blossom, uh, through Netflix. So thank you, Netflix for allowing comedians to do their thing and allowing someone like Taylor to have a platform where she is just killing it. I mean, that's, it's awesome. So, um, yeah. Okay. Now, um, Let's talk about a show that uh, I did not care for, <laughs> that maybe you did. I don't know. Uh, on Amazon this week, there was a show that popped up on my, hey, you might like this. It's called Expats. Um, it stars Nicole Kidman and a bunch of people that I can't pronounce their name because they're from uh, Korea or China or Japan or anyway. Um, I'm just a dumb American. So, uh, the idea of expats is basically, um, people who are living in Hong Kong. Um, that's the, that's the whole idea of this show. Um, professional or personal lives for whatever reason, they're all working in and living in Hong Kong and it centers around her and her extravagant lifestyle of her and her friends. And I've read the reviews on this just because I read reviews on Marvels. And I thought, hey, let me read some of these because I'm kind of curious because I did not like this show. Um, and if you look on the little grading thing, there were more ones than there are fives. Uh, a lot of people did not like this show. And read the reviews. There was a lot of people who had lived abroad in uh, different areas, uh, specifically in Hong Kong. Um, as expatriates or as uh, helpers, uh, as they're called, servants is what we call them, um, talking about how much money these people must have made in their job in order to afford the things that they were affording. And it was in the lucrative scale of off-the-charts money. It is the friend's equivalent of living in New York in a room that big, uh, a flat that big, um, you know, there's no way that anybody made that much money to live in these places and have this sort of lifestyle. But I mean, that's sort of the idea of TV shows and movies, right? Is to take you outside of your, um, your day to day stuff and show you what it would be like if you were, um, more affluent or maybe it's to show us that, uh, the old saying more money, more problems, uh, because these people have a lot of problems. Uh, first off, right off the bat, um, Nicole Kidman is 56 years old and in this show, she's supposed to be portraying someone who's a bit younger who has three kids and right away it just doesn't fit. Like she doesn't fit the role. She spends 90% of this show crying, uh, because in the show, um, her youngest son Gus gets taken at a market. The interesting thing is, is if you read, uh, the reviews on this, there's a lot of people who are from Hong Kong, who live in Hong Kong, who talk about that market, and they say there's no way this would happen. Zero possibility. Uh, apparently, 
people in Hong Kong are very family oriented. They pay attention to kids a lot. If any kid wanders off, they immediately, Hey, where are you going? You know, they, they're active with their community. And, um, there's a lot of people that live in Hong Kong who are very upset at this because they were like, this is, this is a horrible portrayal of our people and our culture and how we look and, and revere children. And, you know, this may happen in some places like Taiwan, but not here. It's interesting. So, um, I watched five episodes. Um, I, I really don't care what happens because the thing is so slow moving and it's so dramatic and slow. It's slow. This is one of the slowest shows I've ever seen. Um, and I get that they're trying to portray the weight of the issue, but there's not a lot of characters to care about other than, um, one of the wives who's from, where is she? Let me look at the cast. Cast. Bing. Uh, Hillary Starr. Sarayu Blue. Sarayu Blue is her name. Um, <clears throat> she's great. She's great. Um, there's a lot of characters in this that are great. Nicole Kidman does not fit the part of anywhere in this other than the fact that she's the star that's getting other people to watch it. Um, she's just, she's too old to play the part. I mean, that's kind of, plus she's almost six foot tall and everybody else there is so much shorter. It looks odd. Um, but there's a lot of great actors in this. They're doing their best, but the story is so slow. Goodness gracious, it's slow. I didn't want to put this on my banner for the, uh, what to watch uh, because I didn't care for it. So if you want something fun, go watch the Marvels. It's great. It's on Disney plus. You're going to have a good time. Everyone in it is great. The story is kind of fun and goofy, but also being sort of serious and you know, it's great. And if you want to watch some awesome real life superhero stuff, watch Caitlin Clark uh, play for Iowa. She's doing some amazing things. And if you want to have a laugh, go check out Taylor Tomlinson on Netflix. It's a good time. So anyway, um, that's it for me. I'm going to wrap this up. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, the weather is uh, back and forth between being very cold and I need to wear shorts. And today is one of those colder days. So here in South Carolina, we are uh, stuttering into spring. And I'm sure we'll have all of the plants blooming and then we'll have a frost because that happens almost every year. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, stick around and I'll keep doing this. As long as you guys keep listening, I'll keep doing it. I may do it when you're not listening. I don't, who knows? I mean, I, I originally started this with the idea of if it helps one person, great. And I sort of stayed with that idea. But anyway, um, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, please remember, rate, review, subscribe, share this with your friends. And as always, cue the cow. Cue the cow. Move, baby. <laughs>